Welcome back everyone. We hope that you are doing well today. We have a very special episode today and we are dedicating it to a reflection of our black ex. In this episode, we're going to do a deep dive into the Black Panther movement and you know the things that history they teach about it but they don't really highlight what it was to be a black panther and how the things that they have done as part of the organization still lives on today so we know that um black history month just ended but it's important for us to know that black history is every day it should not be forgotten Right, France? That's right. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm well about yourself. I'm doing great. Awesome, awesome. All right. Are you are you ready to dive in? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. All right. Well, first, I'm going to start it off with a short snippet um, from, it's called The Birth of the Black Panthers. And this is quoted from the YouTube website, Black History in Two Minutes or So. All right, let's get into it. Seal and Huey P. Newton, a pair of students in Oakland, galvanized by Malcolm X's philosophy of black self-determination, launched the Black Panther Party for self-defense. Their goal was to protect their community from racism and violence, which meant protecting it from the police. When we first started, we had a police alert patrol, and uh, we would uh, patrol communities if we saw the police blasting uh, anyone we put hands in. Usually, the police wouldn't blast anyone if we were on hand. Did the Panthers embrace a willingness to use arms to defend themselves? Unfortunately, that's usually the only part of the story that we get. Even more energy was expended in social programs. The Panthers put their revolutionary philosophy into practical action. They developed programs targeted at poor black people. They provided the community with free medical care, including sickle cell screening programs, as well as clothing for the needy. Many believe that the Panthers' free breakfast program for school children helped inspire the USDA's federal breakfast program. We were not for integration. We were for self-determination. We wanted to have the right to determine ourselves what we wanted. Economic decent education, access to the responsibilities of any American. Not even the FBI was able to stop the spread of the Panthers' ideals, encouraging black people to defend themselves from police brutality and fight for their rights. Decades later, the Black Panthers' legacy continues to live in a variety of political, cultural, and social realms. Most recently, Black Lives Matter. All right. So that, again, was a short clip called The Birth of the Black Panthers from Black History in Two Minutes or So. 
Now, we thought it was important to touch on this subject, you know, with Black Panther 2 um, coming around and, and things like that. And, you know, like they said, the Black uh, Black Lives Matter, although that is a whole separate conversation for <laughs> a separate time. But um, when people think about the Black Panthers, they all automatically think oftentimes about like it was a radical movement and it was just you know about black power but it's really pushing the agenda of you know black excellence and what we deserve and equality and really you know equality for the community they wanted social programs for the community education respect you know they just wanted to push the agenda of basically being treated like an like an equal citizen again as the the clip explained the black panthers they were founded by bobby seal and huey newton and they just wanted to fight against police brutality um as far as the government they made it seem like they were violent they made it seem like they were a threat to the capital but what they really didn't push to the um, society that the Black Panthers, they, if they were ever confronted by the police, they were, they chose to peace first. And only when they were provoked, then they, they chose violence. Um, there, there's a situation that happened where because the Black Panther carried guns, which was totally legal, mm-hmm. um, they they lured them into the Capitol for a um, for a meeting, and in that meeting, um, the Black Panther, one of the the founders, Huey Newton, was shot um, about ten times, and was handed over and was pulled over and handed over by by a by a pullover like you know in a car drive by like a like a no like a traffic stop Mm. oh you mean okay mm -hmm. and then after a shootout and incurred then you know he unfortunately ended up dying um after his death there was a free newton free huey demonstration movement um after because it was very close next to the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. Right. Um so in, in that uh Free Huey um movement uh they surrendered Bobby Hutton. Bobby Hutton he was a uh, part of the, the movement and he was shot by the police twelve times. This turned into a nas- national wide attention it brought um, nationwide attention to the, the Black Panther movement prompting them to grow and to really create like survival campaign and survival programs now this is what they talked about in the, in the short clip about creating free breakfast programs free politics and economic programs sickle cell testing testing for the community and self de- free self-defense classes. Um, the president at the time, J. Edgar Hoover, deemed the Black Panthers as a threat to society and basically created a counterintelligence program, which meant like, you know, 
basically if you saw black panther was on site <laughs> like you could they were you could do whatever that you wanted to do because they were deemed a threat terrorist group which is crazy right yeah they considered them as a as a terrorist group and what was even more crazy is that they were creating things for the for the community right now if any of you guys ever seen um the black uh panther movie not not the wakanda <laughs> i forget the actual name of was it the fred hammond the one that that, that came out with uh david kalua oh is it the the most recent one yes um uh, the black judah no, yeah. no i think it's that's what it was called right yes oh yeah um so after you know the rise of activism and with um the the jailing of one of the members that's where Fred Hammond came into position and his ride of leadership began. He was 21 years old at the time. He was a chairman of the Illinois chapter because they had different chapters throughout the state because as the the movement grew, people wanted to be a part of it. So they had different, you know, Black Panther movements throughout the state. So he created, after his speech, of revolution and in unity he basically became um the face of the black panther movement for the time during his his time he establishes the the rainbow coalition a group of diverse individuals you know working together for justice um and they created black panther pods now in these pods it was kind of like housing where all the black panthers would stay together and look out for each other but is was crazy during this time fbi informants gave them guns gave them guns and then went to the police and told them that they were armed and dangerous now doesn't that sound a little familiar i know for me i think automatically of the time of the riots yeah COVID, right where Mm -hmm. there were these piles of bricks out of nowhere Right, like who walks around with a tons of bricks, right? <laughs> but there are literally mountains of bricks in front of stores. Right. Oh, so, you know, the agenda lives on. Uh-huh. I digress. <laughs> so um, it was founded that one, the, the they had an informant, right, who was basically um, pretending to be a Black Panther, getting close to Fred Hammond, and this person was actually his security guard. We're going to get into that. So the police was given a map of the Black Panther pod, invaded the apartment, let off more than 90 rounds, injuring everyone in sight with the intent to kill Fred Hampton. William O'Neill was the was Fred's personal assistant and found it to be the informant that led them to the Black Panther pod and to Fred Hammond. The police then fabricates a story of being bombarded by shots and confronted by six to seven Black Panthers and left them no choice. But this was quickly debunked as the media went back to investigate the housing and only saw one shot, which was a shot to the ceiling which they presumed was for from the bodyguard who was also killed, and he let off that round in accident, by accident. Yep. So they examined the bullet holes, turned out 
turns out when they um when the police comes into the apartment um fred hampton is found in a room in the back he was injured the police dragged him into the hallway fired two shots into his head assassinating him in front of his pregnant girlfriend wow no police are charged and this becomes a downturn of the movement eventually as people began to be afraid to join because of the ramifications of the police eventually causing the movement to cease to exist by 1982. Wow. That was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it was. It's crazy how uh you know when you we think about all these how even though the leader of the free world could you know decide you know the rules and how to navigate the country but to deem someone a threat and basically say you know when you see someone you could just basically kill them and use your own discretion of you know how what punishment sees fit I, that, that's crazy especially since you know they wanted to just have basic human rights they were doing things for their community they weren't waiting for handouts how they were able to fund all these free breakfast programs and things like that it's it was amazing and then to turn around and have the usda take that concept and mm -hmm. use it today it's it's mind-boggling yeah so like you were saying um during this whole thing they, they put a they put together a lot of great programs that is still now um relevant you know that's when you know they decided to continue the free breakfast you know in schools and the incredible thing about the um, the black panther party it wasn't just for you know just for black people mm -hmm. there was, was also for other you know poor communities you know whether it was white hispanic whatever they was willing to work with people. They wasn't like all violent, you know. They, they even had gangs to come together. Yeah, they did. Absolutely. So In solidarity which... for the movement. Yes. So that was pretty. That was um, very informative and very pretty incredible to learn that you know they was willing to do. They was able to do those things, and despite the little bit that they had, because. Um, I remember there was a point where within the story, I think that they explained that um, to get those 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 funds to get those programs um, moving, they had to, they had to rely on on the community basically, like the the local church, like or other um, business local businesses, and then you know they would ask for their assistant and if you this <laughs> and if you decided not to you know partake and and help you know because they are trying to help innocent people they're trying to help poor people that just is less fortunate since nobody else was giving it to us so they would and people that would people that 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 choose not to participate you know they would get the <laughs> they, they would get the the um the strong arm basically because what they're trying to say you know we're trying to do something positive here you know we're trying to help our our people and then you know you're fortunate enough to give them a hand 
and then you know we protecting you we protecting your neighborhood the most you can do is donate they're not they're not trying to rob your place they're not like trying to force you to do anything that you don't want to do they just wanted like donations and stuff which was which was pretty cool that's that's how you you know you you know that was the beginning of something positive because those programs turn out to be something very special it starts from like five you know kids and then it, it um, multiplies to thousands you know within like a short period of time so whatever they was doing during that time was um you know it was working it was definitely working so it's i mean it's it's just it's just crazy because it's 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 a lot you know that happened within that um that short period of time too and what kills me like you said it was and this is all for just simple human rights mm-hmm. you know nothing nothing crazy nobody's asking anyone to move you know <laughs> to 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 um to make miracles happen here it's just like you know less fortunate people which is you know or the black people just trying to you know scream out just trying to say you know that we deserve to have more than we have which was absolutely nothing because you don't have any rights you can't you know you can't live where you want to live you can't work you know anywhere you want to work everything is, is selective you can't there's certain neighborhoods that you're going to go to so you know it was it's things for us was was very limited and um but it's funny that a lot of the stuff that you know that that the black panther movement stand for a lot of it is still going on till right now which is sad so you know not of course we had made um improvement but you know there's still a lot of work that need to be done you know so it's it's just it's kind of it's embarrassing like you know to see that we're still going through those things now you know with, with police brutality and all that stuff you know the, the all this all these things should have been nipping the butt by now you know to just just to find a way to come into closer just try to to do better and i just feel like you know the problem the problem that we have with this country you know that you know that have been addressed by so many is the fact that you know we're so blind and refuse to admit certain things ex- exist you know the, the that's the first step you got to take is just admit that we have a problem you know i think i think it was germany that the German government not to you know I forgot how long ago but you know they admit that there was a racism issue right you're like okay we have a problem what are we going to do mm-hmm. you know we have to what what's next we, if we know that the issue exists what's the next step that we need to take you know to to make it better and which is where we at like that's first thing you got to do is just admit that you know that's there's some loophole that we have a, we still have a a big issue you know you, you still have some folks that's being treated unfair so what are we willing to do you know to try to change that because you know these are people too 
you know these are citizens that's paying taxes you know these are these are some some hard-working people that just want to do better that just want to that just want a better future and that's it point blank period because as you can see from back then you know it's it's still the same thing till now that you know black black people just just want a fair chance they just want to you know want certain opportunities to be available to them you know for certain doors to to allow certain doors to open for them to you know to do what they have to do and the rest is history because you know people are willing to 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 put in the work to do what's necessary to you know to succeed all they need is the opportunity you know so which is you know times have changed you know they we have made a lot of progress but it's still some some areas that need that need some work you know what i mean because because it's funny that we you know that we talk about this it's recently i was watching something and you know because from you know for so long now that i remember they always have this um narrative about african-americans right and I was watching this this clip. I don't know if I forgot where if it was on YouTube, one of the platform. And it was this um, different um, group of African people talking about, you know, like the the process and the steps that you know that they had to take before they they entered um, the U.S. Right. And I think some of these people were coming from. Um, damn, I forgot exactly what part of um, Europe. But so most of them, the ones that were speaking were African. But they were saying that before they come to this country, it's like they did go to like a little preparation, so to speak. Like they basically telling them the expectation, what to expect, and what you know the country is all about. I guess they make them watch a video, and they will clearly highlight the um, the African American male as a as a like a terrible person so just showing you like what they all what they all about basically they what they they said like or well they according to the video or in the person that the, the people that was testifying to, to this um matter said that or they was say that the black person what they do when you get to this country this is what they do they rob people they do this they lazy they this and this and that and that all those negative narrative stuff that's just gonna you know from the jump make people pick a side you know mm-hmm. so they make they make other people sound like wonderful citizens and the black man that's basically an african american native seems like he's he's a hoodlum that's just that's doing nothing but his life just waiting for an opportunity to rob somebody yeah. which is clearly far and far from the truth because to be honest with you I I'm from the Caribbean but I always feel for you know African American people that was you know born here you know especially from back in the days like we was talking before like you know they really went through a lot they went through more you know even though we all can relate but they really they went through it because this this is their country. Mm-hmm. They they are Americans. They're from America. 
So, because sometimes people people tend to get it twisted. It was like, oh, you know, um, they'll ask an American person, where you from? They were like, I'm from America. Then they were like, no, really, where you from? They were like, I'm from America. They were like, no, you're not from America. You're from, you're from Africa. Of course, they know they have African descent. Yeah. But, bro, they are from America. This is their land. Do you, do, you, do you pull up to the Caucasian person and be like, where you from? And they say America. Be like, no, no, where you really yeah. from? That's a valid point. You know what I mean? This is the country. This is this, why can't a black person say they're from America? I'm not saying they're not African. They know that they have that within them. But this is all. This is what they know. They was born in this land, so to, they are Americans. So it's, I don't. I never felt like it was right that you know they always, not always, but you know certain people would stereotype something that they don't understand. Better you ask questions. You know, try to get to know people before you. You know, you prejudge. You know what I mean? So when I was, when I listened to that, to that, um, to that um, video or thing that was, that clip that I was watching, it was, it was, it was strange and it was just crazy, you know, how they was pushing that narrative and a lot of people fell for that because for years and years and years and years, I hear of that, of different group of people that comes to America just like labeled American people and black American people. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, did this, did that. Like, but you don't understand the circumstance. You don't understand the situation like some of those people are in. So you can't put everybody in one basket. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is this is how they are. But no, maybe some in every ethnic background in every groups of people you have soil people you have some that's a little you know that's just a little off mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that doesn't define the whole race it doesn't define everybody you just gotta be very careful you know how you say things you know because that can really hurt other people that's actually trying to do something with their lives mm-hmm. and you know and that's actually that actually did so much and that gave you the opportunity to be here because they don't want that fought for so so many things. For example, like what we're talking about, the Black Panthers, like those people that, that, that die, the Dr. Kings, the Malcolm X, you know, all people before them, you know, that that had to march, you know, that got beaten, you know, holes down, lynched, whatever, you know, all of the above, the Rosa Parks, just so, you know, we can, you know, walk the streets just so we can use, you know, the same public bathroom as the next individual, just so we can go to the same movie theaters or, you know, or even live in the same building. And those, those, those little things that we, we enjoy each day, it, was always, it wasn't always like that. And it was not that long. So we walk, we're walking around like things always been good like it's all good mm-hmm. and then you, you, we, you cannot forget about you know what you know we've been through what other what you know what people before us had to um had to go through and you know it was not easy i'm not saying okay, i feel like black people are very forgiving mm-hmm. we forgive because if we didn't forgive then you walk around you know with with a heavy heart even though you feel a certain way but you forgive and you learn to move on 
but it doesn't mean that you have to forget your history because mm-hmm. that is very important like it's nobody else forget about their history mm-hmm. they all carried on their sleeve is right next year to their heart so we should feel the same way about all of our histories war histories not just american history mm-hmm. war histories it just you know it's a beautiful thing this that's how you get to know who you are where you from you know all that stuff mm-hmm. and and, and, and people yeah. should respect that you should respect that you shouldn't tell somebody to get over it no is everybody else getting over their situation mm-hmm. no one's telling that to that other underprivileged group in um, society that managed to not be underprivileged <laughs> yeah, well. we're not gonna say you know which group but you know you know you know and what what really uh, gets me is that every time in history it's been proven that we went against the grain and said that we're gonna come together we're going to make a difference we've been deemed a threat irrational um, and and killed. Look at how we spoke about Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Various leaders, Martin Luther King Jr. You know, every time we stood up to say we want more, we deserve to be treated as humans. Society quickly says that we're a threat. And what is what is that threat equal to today? When you speak up, being the only black person, you're aggressive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's a pattern, and then. You know, certain groups turn a blind eye to say, you know, why are you guys so angry? Why are you guys just don't go with the flow? Uh, when we do or not, we are still deemed as a threat. Right. And what really, really hurts my heart is that during the time of this whole uh, Black Lives Matter movement, when we were actually being taken serious for that, it turned out to be a you know, and that's the part that that gets me because we were finally in a really rough, hairy part in history where being black was like, okay, now now we just go hire her because she's black. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? And then that whole movement was just it just turned out to be not what it was intended for. So how would they now take us for? seriously you know when we was finally getting the attention that we garnered and uh, people were taking our grievances and and look so we really really gotta come together and decide how we we do better because there's value in the black dollar there's value in black business there's value in everything that we do everything that is popular that you could think about fashion, media, TV is driven behind black voices, hmm. black influence, black dollar. So we have the influence, and but yet when we want it for our own, we are deemed as a threat. Those are things to think about. Absolutely. Yeah. I hear you. Hey, but you know we couldn't let Black History, you know, bypass without us. You know, because last year we dedicated the entire month. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this year, you know, 
due to certain circumstance, like, you know, we didn't have the time to, you know, put like weekly episodes, but, you know, we wanted to put something together, you know, just to highlight a few things. And this, this, we feel like this was very important, you know? And there's always a lot to learn, you know. I'm, I'm learning each and every single day about, you know, so many things about, you know, black people, you know, in general. It's like, it's, it's so deep. There's a lot of, there's a lot of history, but sometimes you got to dig. You have to dig and find those things because it's not, those things are not highlighted. It's, it's the same thing every year, you know, stuff that we already know, you know, like, like you said before, like the Dr. King's, you know, the Rosa Parks. And according to like what we did last year, when we really, really dig deep, there was so much history, man. And we did inventors. It was crazy. So it's a lot. There's a lot of stuff out there, you know, that's that we need to like as as you know, black people need to learn about, you know, just do your research, do your history, know your history, which is is important. You need, it's important to know who you are in order to move forward. You know, when the, the more you know about yourself, you know, the, the the stronger and the better of a person you will be. So you need to learn about, you know, your, your history, learn about your ancestors. Just and teach, learn and teach, because that's what we're doing. We're learning stuff, you know, stuff like this can be, you can't just, you know, leave it in the air and don't, don't. And don't push the narrative because it's, it's to us is important. It's important for the younger generation to learn, to learn about these stuff. To you know, because if like from when I was little, when I used to, I always hear about the Black Panthers, but like, but they used to say, oh, they were a violent group. Yeah. Like it's like they, you know, every time they talk about a, a person that was a Black Panther, it was just like a black cloud. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, what did they do? So they make it seem like they were like the worst gangsters that that ever worked that ever walked in America, mm-hmm. and it's that's exactly how the president during that time addressed it. Mm-hmm. You know, as if they were like a terrorist group, which they're not. It was basically decent people that was looking for a better way. That you know, that was just so tired. Of their of their people getting bullied by the persons that by the individuals that's that's supposed to be protecting them. Because if you if you can't get assistance from the police, like you know who who's gonna help you? Like yeah. if they don't want to supposed to be protecting you and they they over there just taking advantage and you know abusing power, you know this is not a good thing. So then. These guys and gals, you know, came up with a with a system, and then it just started with two two men, you know, driving around, following police cars, and not one time that, according to documentation, not one time during this whole thing where Black Panther members, especially from the beginning, were were to follow cops. Not none of it turned to an altercation. Most of the time, they would just follow the cop, cops that's about to do something crazy. Mm-hmm. When they see them, like, nothing would happen. Like, they were, you know... So, they were just there for protection, just for muscle. 
you know, just to intimidate, you know, like the cops a little bit. But uh, if you if you go through the studies and do your little research, it's not a lot that happened. You know, they wasn't out there shooting cops. They wasn't out there trying to hurt the cops. It was more like trying to stop the cops, you know, back then from from hurting innocent people. You know, that's that's what it was about, you know, and, you know, and fighting for, you know, not even equal rights, <laughs> yeah. fighting for crumbs, from, you know, just fighting for little things just to start something going, you know. Mm-hmm. So forget about equal rights at that time, you know, because, like, we can only dream of that. But, you know, every dream starts somewhere. And these, this group definitely had a dream, even though it's not relevant. You know, it's happened like, I would say, 57 to 58, 58 years ago. But, you know, they definitely um, left the mark. Yeah. They definitely left the mark. And, you know, it's up to all of us as people, you know, to put, to, to lock arms and do better. And understand each other. Like, don't, you know, don't just like judge people and be like, oh well, you know, you shouldn't feel, you shouldn't feel like that. You, you know, you guys should just. It's, it was almost sixty years ago. You know, you should just move on. Things are better now. Sixty think... years ago, that's less than a grandparent away. Exactly. That's so, like your your mom. It's not the. It's not old. It's yeah. not old. It's like. If it happened, you know, in like, you know, night in the 70s, late 60s, early 60s, whatever it is, that's really, really not that long ago. Really not that long ago. And we still at a place where we have a lot of work to do, you know, as people, as a race, as a race, we have a lot of, we have a lot of work to do and things are possible. You know, anything is possible. It's just all about, you know, putting your head down and going to work and actually um, wanting to make a change and just being consistent about whatever it is that you want to that you want to accomplish. Because at the end of the day, if you want to do something, you you have to put in work, you have to put in the work and you got to be consistent, you know, whatever it is that you want to do in life. It's not you're not just you can't just dream about it and don't um, take action. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want anything, if you want to change, if it's something that's going on that you see that you're not happy with, and you need it, you need it to um, to get better. You have to go to work. Yeah, you gotta go to work. And you know, not that anybody. You do have people out there that's put it in work and try to make a difference and I applaud them you know and I appreciate anything that anyone else have done to you know to allow me to do what I'm doing now to allow me to to have success or whatever I choose to do you know to allow me to have freedom of speech you know so uh, you know you gotta you gotta show appreciation I'm very appreciative of that and more. So, yep. Yeah. Well, we again, we we um, thought it was very important, you know, 
they they have it's it's great that they're you know Marvel is pushing Black Panther and finally showing Black Panther in a positive light. But let's not see Black Panther as a made-up country and for what it really was and for what it did in real life society to make the the society better. Mm-hmm. And um and that's important. Yeah, because it's funny, like, you know, how... Uh, it's funny how a, a movie can get, like, all the right credit, you know? Right. But an actual live... Real life, that's not... Yeah, something that happened in real life just get pushed to the side and stuff. Yeah. That kind of, like, rubbed me. Of course, I appreciate the movie. Yes, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. But, like, if he is saying at the same time, you know... This is real life. This is not a made-up country Mm-mm. far away with magical technology that, you know, they, they quote-unquote, allow us to have and build, and they're not trying to destroy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, we could go on forever. Yes. <laughs> Before we get too deep, <laughs> we're just going to end it right here. <laughs> Because yeah. it can turn into something else real quick. Yeah, guys. Happy Black History Month. Everyday History Month. Every History Month, yes. Everyday History Month, you know? Because we're sure. making history every day. Definitely. <laughs> That's what you're doing. So, guys, you know, we hope that you got a lot out of this. We just wanted to just do a, a, a quick highlight. Um you know because everything is not for, forgotten and again it's it's not a month it's, it's every day and it's up to us to keep our history alive and um yeah that's all we that's all we have for now yes. so um we just want to remind you guys you know if there's any other topics that you would like us to talk about if there's anything you want to add to this discussion you know you can feel free to comment on um, this video, you can leave us a message on our YouTube or on Instagram, Progress Mindset Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And uh, we will see you again real soon <laughs> with a- another episode from Progress Mindset Podcast. Yes. Okay. All right. Later. Take care, guys. <laughs>